Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Only Football. It is the weekly scouting episode with Guy and Max, and um, yeah, so we've uh, we've wrapped up the little trilogy of you know the the picks that we've made in the past, and now we're going to finally kick on with uh, some new players that um, we've we've dug up. Guy, how are you? Doing very well, thanks, Max. Very well. Liverpool just beat in West Ham, uh, which was lovely to see. Yeah, really glad West Ham got that that late goal though, that consolation. So many reasons, you know, with the you know fantasy. Not that I'm totally out of it, but uh, also our little um, you know pickems, yeah. right? You had a three 0 scoreline, so thank goodness for that. Uh, okay, and so we're gonna do the scouted piece, and then we're gonna wrap up with a little transfer window talk for January because the window is shutting in just over 24 hours, or maybe less actually. Um, I'm not sure if it's 5 p.m. or 11 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. I forget. I forget. But I so it's 5 p.m. They've moved it to 5 p.m. Okay. Now, so. so so less than a day. We got less than 24 hours. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll kick it off. Um, someone actually who I was, you know, we haven't done a, a new player for oh, basically a month now. Yeah. So someone I had on my list, I had compiled a little bit of list in this, in this time. Someone who I was actually gonna probably do today if not the play i'm about to do is uh nicolo ravella but he just went to juventus from genoa and <laughs> like like yesterday yeah yesterday he went he went there yesterday and then he got loaned back to genoa um nice interesting young midfielder uh tall gonna tackle good passing so um i'll i'll let him slide because juve's already made that move and uh if only i had i'd done that you know a week ago i would look like a fucking genius but i'm going to go with uh ismele Koulibaly. He is uh, 20 years old um, from Mali. He's currently on loan at Beerschot or Beerschot in the Jupiler uh, Pro League in Belgium, on loan from Sheffield United. Kind of really reminds me in a, in a way of uh, Paul Pogba in his play. He uh, he's he's not quite as tall, and you know he's young, so he can still add a little bit of mass um, to himself to you know use his body a little bit better. But he's got those kind of like long, gangly legs that allows him in the tackle to, uh, you know, kind of get on the reach around and good at protecting the ball as well. Um, fine dribbler of the ball, predominantly on the right foot. But when it comes to his finishing, he's very, uh, very adept at, at finishing with both. He loves a good, um, accurate, low, hard shot, um, picking the corners. He's already got five goals this season. And, you know, again, back with the comparisons to Paul Pogba, playing in that uh, center, of the mid, um, center of the midfield, Sometimes uh, in the CDM role, sometimes a little further up. He's you know he's young. He's kind of figuring it out. You know where where his position is really going to be. It does seem to be more of a box to box. But with his passing, he loves a, a long range pass. Not not really crossing because he doesn't really find himself on the wings all too often. Although sometimes he has been deployed out on um, generally the the left if he is on a wing. Um, but not like a, not like a four three three like on the like left yeah. winger like left attacking yeah. winger like actually left midfield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the passing range is there. The finishing is there. Um, and you know, I have to say, Sheffield, you got about you know, you got less than twenty four hours to to pull, to call him back and and add something add something to that squad um, in terms of creativity as well. Um, you know, I mean, defensively, he he does look pretty good. I don't really think he's going to wind up being a CDM. I think box to box will be it, yeah. um, because you know, as as I say, the defensive work and and mindset is there, but um, his speed and the way he plays, I think, is more 
uh, applicable to um, a number eight role in the box to box. And finally, I just want to say, if you wanted to see some entertaining balls to the wall football, uh, watch Beer Scott in 25 matches. They've scored 46 and conceded 48. <laughs> so, like yeah. their their games are out of control. So I mean, you're almost averaging a two all score line every time you watch them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Melakula Bally, and really, I'd I'd say uh, Sheffield would do well to try get him back now, and even put him on showcase in case they are getting relegated to to immediately sell him because they did just get him uh, before the season started. Oh, so they bought they bought him in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from you um, think you think, I think Sarpsborg think, is where they got him from. Okay, think he's ready. You think he's good enough to play in the Premier League for Sheffield United now? I think it's definitely worth the risk, um, and yeah. I think it would add. I think it, it's definitely it's definitely worth the risk. You know, whether it doesn't work out or not, just how they've been struggling. I mean, hey, they've got two wins recently in just uh, over United, but. And they might have some momentum, but they are still, I think, 13 points behind uh, yeah. safety right now. So, yeah, I would say uh, it's 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 worth a shot. I don't see why not. Cool. Yeah. And yourself, guy? Well, I've gone for a very similar type of player, I think. I've picked uh, Ibrahim Sangare, who plays for PSV Eindhoven. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at... Uh, to lose uh, in Liga uh, yeah. up until the summer, a uh, very impressive for for Liga uh, for the Toulouse rather, um, and he took a maybe a surprise move to to Holland um, in in the summer, given that he was courted by a number of top clubs um, in the bigger leagues. But I like the move that he's made to PSV because he's gone to a team in European football. Um, He's gone and he's been playing week in, week out regularly in um, at the top top end of a of a strong ish league, uh, and then playing in Europe as well. Um, I think it's a really nice move for him before making that big leap to a big club, which he's sure to do. Yeah, I think it's a very um, wise move. He's a um, similar to Koulibaly. He's a, um, a central midfielder with who hasn't quite found where he fits in yet. He's from. Predominantly, he's more slightly more defensive orientated than attacking. That he does. He's six foot three. He's got the long legs. He's good in the tackle. Um, positionally, he's good. Um, but he's also got the ball playing and athletic abilities um, that um, you need to be a box to box player. Um, and I think he's playing in a four four two generally at the moment. PSV tends to play a four four two, and so he's playing that all action role and and. Honestly, when I was watching him and reading about him, um, my comparison was Yaya Toure, who obviously wow. started as as a holding player mm-hmm. um, at Barcelona and and Monaco, and then moved, you know, further up the pitch for Man City as he sort of grew into his into his game. Um, much like Toure, Sangare is almost impossible to get him off the ball. He's a strong physical player, and as I say, six foot three. He's a very imposing presence in the middle of the pitch, and really, he can go. You know, he's not going to end up. He's not going to stay at PSV for too long. I don't think he's seamlessly fitted into that team. Mm. Uh, plays every single, or pretty much every single game um, this season. Looks a good fit for anyone. Um, I mean, right now he can move to most teams in the Premier League. Right now and start for them. Um, really? Yeah. Well, below 
the top tier. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's getting consistent game time at PSV, then absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and playing well as well. You know, it's not they're having a, a good season. He's having a good season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, his sort, you know, the, the stats that he's been pulling out have been very impressive uh, for a midfielder in his role. Um, so, but I think it'll be another year or so that he's at PSV, another couple of years perhaps before he moves. Then, you know, he's only 22 years old, I forgot to mention. Okay. Um, so he moves to, you know, a top tier Champions League club. I mean, he, he'll be playing in the Champions League one way or another um, soon enough. Yeah, I mean, PSV looked good for it. They, they did take a hit today. They did lose to uh, Vasta Feyenoord. Yeah, and. Uh, but uh, yeah, they still find themselves in second, and they hold on to that, and they can qualify, and that'd be some much yeah. needed experience for them. And regardless, I mean, Europa League is right there as well. So yeah, um, but even then, one, you know, in a couple of years, he will have outgrown PSV, and he'll be in one of the the top four leagues, um, bossing in midfield. I mean, I'd like maybe the next step even to be, you know, uh, Munchen Gladbach or a Dortmund or sure. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or Leverkusen, or you know, in Germany would be good, but he could play in the Premier League, no problem. Yeah, um, he has that physical, those physical attributes to to actually yeah. maintain a full season in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, sorry, not you. I before we started, I uh, I was cutting up some uh, some whole tuna, and it's still <laughs> lingering. I've been like, I've been washing my hands, and it's still it's still coating. It sticks around. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uh, right on. Well, let's say, yeah, let's keep an eye out for those two, and uh, we'll have a little breakdown on our on our account of each of them. And, yeah, I mean, again, uh, PSV always entertaining to, as you know, like anyone knows, I'm always entertained to watch, and, and Beer Scott um, just out of control with uh, their results. So, um, I mean, that is, that is crazy, that <laughs> yeah. the amount of goals that are featuring in their games. I might have to check, check yeah. one out, which will probably be the first. Yeah, well, for you Canadian listeners, the Belgian League is actually on Dazzin, so uh, you can find them uh, week in, week out. Um, all right, so let's just um, ch- chat some transfers. The transfer window is closing. Um, let's start with outside of England. Let's go to Europe, and we'll talk there. Uh, Ravella, as I said, going to Juve, but back to Genoa. Get some time there. Um Let's see here. Gomez. Papu Gomez finally yeah. gets his move out of Atlanta. It's really such a sad, sad thing. Yeah. Um, they had, he, he's captaining this club from the ground up. He's been there since they, they, they came up more or less and, since they were, and, and when they were struggling as well. And in the last few years, they've been uh, around Europe in Champions League, and he's been central to that as their captain. That massive fallout. It's, uh, it's a shame. But he moves to Sevilla. And Sevilla get him at a discount. You know, a little older in his career, but La Liga is not a place, not a bad place to go uh, when you are getting on. Um, you know, Serie A's not bad for that as well. But I think he's, I think this is a perfect fit for him and and the squad. I think Sevilla are already having a very good year, and just to add that depth and that creativity in that team, I think it's a masterstroke. And I wouldn't be surprised just the way that Barca and Real have been struggling. Atletico look like they're going to run away with it, but I can see Sevilla coming in second this season. Uh, and and with him, that that energy, that that new life, brought into the team, with a team that's yeah. already been already been successful. I think it's perfect. Yeah, I can't, couldn't agree more. I really hope it works out for him. Um, it's a big shame because he was, you know, 
him at Atlanta just seemed to fit very nicely. Everything seemed to be, you know, everything was very slick at Atlanta. But, uh, you know, sometimes these things do happen. You know, you're, you're captain and star player, falls out with the manager. That's the way it goes. Um, and, it'll, they'll, you know, the Atlanta fans will be sad to see him go. Mm. But, um, you know, Sevilla have got an absolute snip. It's like five million euros, I think, um, mm. with a couple of extra performance bonuses. Yeah. Um, added on so an absolute snip for a world class player um, and yeah he's a bit older but as you say he's, he's not that old um, no. and some, I think so and you know with the Liga 2 more and more it's become a, uh, it's become a very staunch league defensively yeah. and to have someone like him who can who I think has been leading Serie A in assists for the last three seasons um, yes. being able to being able to break these very stubborn defenses down is going to be key. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Love it. Yeah. I think that will go well for, for, for Sevilla, for certain. Yeah. Um, sticking, uh, we'll stick to La Liga, I guess, for the next two. Um, Moussa Dembele from Lyon to Atletico on loan for the rest of the season. I I'm I find it an odd one. I get it. You know, they, they let go of Costa, Atletico, that is. So, you know, you, you want to bring someone else in. Uh, to to bolster that attack behind Felix and, and Suarez, I, I understand that. Um, you know, Suarez is getting on a little bit too. You know, he could be suspect injury at any time. He has been hurt already this season, despite leading the league in scoring, scoring another two today actually. Um, and but Dembele, very good year last year, and then just was not cracking the Lyon squad whatsoever. So I, I see. You know, he was already he already had a foot out the door before the season started. But, you know, he wasn't getting the team at all, really, um, up until his move. Did they, did Atletico pick someone up that has maybe just kind of lost the plot a little bit? Could they have gone elsewhere? I, I think so. I think they could have done something else. Well, the, the thing is, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit more, but um, with the COVID-affected finances, it's very tough finding someone that would let him go on loan essentially because that's what's happened. He's they paid like nothing, five million euros, I think, for the loan, and then they, you know, they'll buy him at the end of the season um, when they'll theoretically have more money. Um, so I can I can understand it because you know the market's more limited at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but but as I was saying to you earlier, Max, I I think it's a good signing because. You know, we saw last season he's a very good player. Um, Leon, admittedly, Leon have been very good this season. Yep. Um, second place. So, um, they're, yeah, they're in second place. Um, but it, it's been, you know, a rocky time for the, for the club in general. Last season was poor. You know, they've got the sporting director um, uh, and the new manager this season. Was it this season, or was it last? It was like partway through last season, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, they didn't make Europe last year, which is a huge hit, especially yeah. during COVID. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, but, but, I, but I think I think it suits um, Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, he's a different type of striker to Felix and Suarez. I think it gives him another option. Um, I think it's a nice transfer, actually. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just I just have my reservations about it. And yeah. then quickly, uh, Luka Jovic. On loan back to Frankfurt, he scored two goals in all that time at Real Madrid, and within seventy-five minutes for playing for Frankfurt, he's already scored three. I don't know what he did this weekend. 
Uh, but before this weekend, he had three in about 75 minutes of play. Um, hitting the yeah. ground running. And I, I really liked him at Frankfurt. And I thought it was a great signing for Real. I really did. And you know what, man? I mean, it's possible. And we'll get into another uh, loney out of Real in a second. I think it's possible that, you know, if Zidane does get the axe and results have been turning against him for sure, and it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility, that these players come back and could, you know, start pred- pre- predominantly for uh, for Real. Zidane's just not letting the youth in and really trying to make it work for those players. Um, uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to quickly, like, just touch on Jovic and how he's just kind of hit the ground running again in Frankfurt. So I'm pleased for him, and I hope... He can uh, he can get it back going. The last two outside of England for me, um, and if you have any more, please add. But are Tamori and Mandzukic going to AC Milan? I think these are both really good moves. AC Milan looks solid anyway, um, and they I don't think they were begging for for signings, but uh, I think it's great for Tamori. He wasn't getting any time at Chelsea, so he gets loaned out at Chelsea um, after a good year last year for the most part. I'd say for the first half of Lampard's reign, the first season, Tamori was. Uh, very important to that team. Uh, But he wasn't getting to the team, and, you know, he gets to AC, and immediately, pretty much immediately, he, um, someone picks up an injury. I don't know if it was Rogmanelli. No, I think it was uh, uh, Simon Kiar uh, who picked up an injury, and Tamori's been thrust into the team. Uh, He's started the last match, and he had to come in early in the Coppa Italia when they did end up getting smacked by Atalanta, but uh, he'll be getting time, and, you know, immediately, right away for AC Milan, they have someone who's who's there to, to fill in. Um, and when it comes to Mandzukic, you know, Zlatan has been phenomenal, but he is getting older and you never know what's going to happen with uh, an injury. He has been hurt already for about a month and a half this season. So if he's out, then, I mean, yes, Leao has been very good. Rafael Leao has been very good for them, but, um, you want someone uh, to back that up and they just picked him up on the free. Yeah. Mandzukic is a top player. Um, even still, I, I think, um, I think he left. When he left, was it Juventus? He was yeah. at last. Um, yeah. He left Europe too early. He got offered a nice contact, a contract in uh, wherever it was, Qatar, perhaps. Yes. Um, and you know, but it was a bit premature for me um, because he still had the ability. Um, uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's a good signing on the free, but as an AC fan, if, if I were one, I I wouldn't expect too much. I'd be happy that we pulled him, picked him up, but. You know, let's say it does the short, it does fall on him. Zlatan does get hurt. Leo needs to play off the left, and they have to start uh, and they have to start Manzukic. If it doesn't work out, I wouldn't be too frustrated or upset. I think it's I think it's a smart no. move, but don't set your expectations too high because he really wasn't getting no, it done good. at Juve when he did leave. I thought, you know what? Yeah, maybe it is time for him to go. Fair no, I, I don't think he should have stayed. Could have stayed at Juve, mm. but I thought he could have played in Europe. Sure, you know, still That's played fair. in Europe. Yeah, I could have stuck um, in the Serie A. Yeah, yeah, um, but you're right. You know, he's he's he fills a gap. Um, very nice, Tamori as well. Good for him to get some minutes, and he the option to buy is there as well if if uh, he performs well. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we've got about ten minutes, um, so let's move on to England. Uh, let's see where we should start. Let's. Um, We'll close with Odegaard. I think that's the obviously the biggest one. William Jose, you know, um, Lomu from Real Sociedad, a very similar striker to Raul Jimenez, who will fit that system very nicely. You know, he got in the action, had a couple of decent chances against Palace yesterday. Yeah. Didn't yeah. fall, didn't uh, quite go his way or Wolves' way, but 
honestly, I don't, if you're Wolves, I don't think there's really a player that you could actually realistically buy at this time um, yeah. to fill that Jimenez role as as perfectly as William Jose. No, I agree. I think it's a great great signing, and he looked really good against um, against Palace when he came on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Palace, we did touch uh, last week. Uh, when we were doing our like you know players on the boil, uh, Mateta for you uh, going into Palace wasn't ready for the the match yesterday, but he's there on loan from Mainz. Uh, so we already kind of did that last week. Mm. This one I think is my favorite of the bunch, in, and it's Morgan Sanson from Marseille to uh, to Aston Villa. I think he's a perfect fit for that midfield, and also yet again another player that I think Villa fans will be pleasantly surprised with if. You know, Ross Barkley gets hurt, another player who has injury problems and already has been injured this season. I think he fits in to that role perfectly, should Barkley yeah. go down again. Or if you need, you need fresh legs uh, in the second half, protecting lead or even going for a lead. He's a good box-to-box. He's good defensively. I believe he has two goals and three assists this year. He can get it done going, uh, going forward as well. And I think it's a very savvy move on Villa's part. I fully agree, Max. I think um, the big bit, for the big one for me is that... Um, Chelsea aren't going to sell Ross Barkley cheap this summer um, mm-hmm. because he's been playing well yeah. and he's got time left on his contract. It's a shame because, you know, just out of sheer fairness, they should let, you know... Because they're not going to use him. Somewhere, yeah. you know. Um, like, they've got enough money and they've got. he's never going to play in their team, you know. Just let it go. But mm-hmm. So if the worst does come, Samson will have had six months adjusting already and be able to step into that first team. Um, yeah, perfect. it's a really um, good point. Perfect fits, timing for it. Fits their system very well. Um, provides good competition because uh, Orhan was uh, went to Swansea. Yeah, um, he was having a decent year too. I don't know. I like him. I like him, but he, and he's gone to the championship as well. I mean, he can do it for for a number of Premier League teams. You know, maybe um, Villa didn't want to let him go to a Premier League team. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, and if he plays regular minutes for the end, till the end of the season, that's nice for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sanson just looks a very, very good player. He's going to play well in the Premier League. Um, he's going to fit them well with Villa's style and the Premier League style. I think it's a great signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another great one. Um, before we get on to Odegaard, let's uh, quickly touch on Jesse Lingard uh, from United to West Ham on loan. So that that forced uh, West Ham into actually buying Said Ben Rama permanently because yep. they'd already exasperated how many loans you can use in one season, yeah. which I didn't even know was a thing <laughs> until yeah. until this happened. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm happy for Lingard. I, I really am. He just wasn't getting into that team. I, all he, to me, somewhat foolishly, was picking the likes of, you know, when he needed to, uh, picking the likes of Matt and James over him. So there's just no space for him. He goes to a team that has been playing very well this year um, and, and is competing. Then they're still fifth right now. And and the wing play is important to West Ham as well. Um, I think this is this is a, a nice move by West Ham because I think it adds a little bit of um, competition there. It doesn't let you know Ben Rama or or uh, or Bowen to rest on their laurels, but those two have yeah. been very important to to their offense. And and then I think you know when you need that fresh leg, those fresh legs, Lingard is a viable substitute off the bench to, to create for a team that does rely on on working very hard as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it, although he's, I mean, you wouldn't put him there for Man United perhaps, but in the past, Lingard has been 
used even further forward as a you know as an auxiliary striker or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his versatility will be important for West Ham. You know, who've who've moved Antonio from a wide position into into the striker role. Who is injury prone? They struggle with Pelé. They've got no other first team strikers. Mm. Um, it's a nice because uh, you know Lingard doesn't get into that team on paper. You know, you've got Ben Rama and Bowen uh, four nails. Um, even say maybe Lanzini, I'd, I'd have ahead of, um, and and Yarmolenko possibly as well. Yep. And then, you know they've got they've got a number of good players in the attacking positions, but just to have um, that another option, it's a it's a nice move for West Ham. I wouldn't make, I wouldn't have made it myself. I must admit, um, and I don't think he'll have too much of an impact. But it's a nice move, and, and he seems like a nice bloke. So you know, give him, you know, it's better than. You know, Sheffield at home, you know, watching Man United on the telly. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay, and let's wrap up with wrap up with Odegaard. Um, going to Arsenal, I think it's a it's it's a good signing. Um, you know, Rowe has been solid and has been integral in changing uh, the season for Arsenal since he's since Arteta has finally put him into that number ten spot. But he is young, and you know, sometimes when young players come on, they they might get found out and things might start to slow down again. So it's good that they have that option there. I, To me, as an Arsenal fan, I'm like, okay, this could be good for the rest of the season, but it, it speaks to the ambition of the club, I find. Uh, yet again, you know, loan, loans from bigger clubs, they've already done with Ceballos. They still have Ceballos kicking around. He's not even necessarily getting it done for Arsenal either. But, you know, almost yeah. rejects in a sense. I think Odegaard... Um, isn't again? I think it harkens back to Zidane not really playing the youth. They shouldn't have called him back from Real Sociedad because it was a two-year loan. He was phenomenal, but again, yeah, it just it's just like oh well, okay, we have him for six months. Maybe he's so unsettled at Real, and if he impresses here, he he'll stay. But really, you know, it's 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 a small club mentality move. Uh, yeah, completely agree, Max. Um... It, it screams of Danny Sabaras. It screams of um, it was the Barcelona player they signed um, a couple of years ago um, that played like half an hour or something like that. Right. Um, oh fuck! I forget. I forget. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name either, which tells you all you need to know. Odegaard is better than that mm-hmm. um, for sure, um, and is a good player. But he's he's played. He's played no barely any minutes this season, um, which so he's going to take a while adjusting in a new in a new league, a physical Premier League. Where and this Odegaard's a slight, you know, he's quite a slight player. Um, mm-hmm. He's, you know, let's say your typical. Although he's Norwegian, he's your typical Fla- Spanish player. Flair, yeah, um, Flair number ten. I think I think it will be difficult for him to settle in. I think he's got the ability to do so, um, and you're right. That they do need someone to to complement the you know uh, the emergence of uh, Smith Rowe, who has been very good but is very raw, and you wouldn't want to put too much faith in him, mm-hmm. you know, at this stage. Um, I think it's a good signing. It's a it's a great signing. It's a no, you can't lose with signing. If he doesn't play, okay, what well, you know, you've spent a bit of money on wages, and that's pretty much it, you know. Um, but if he does play and he does well, then yeah, it's good. I think it's I think it's a safe signing. But I fully agree with you, Max, that it 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of small mentality. It is. It's just that overarching theme with that uh, we've got two minutes. Um, you know, with American ownership, you know, I, I know, you know, teams are struggling right now, but there's a lot of money in the likes of can be there can be a lot of money in the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool, United. Let's take them specifically because they're all owned by American owners and they all have their issues. Uh, Liverpool have been great and they have been very good with their signings and their scouting, but they've been desperate this summer or sorry, this January with uh, especially at center back and nothing's been done about it. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think. That just reinforced the fact that it is, this is just uh, for the pocketbooks for them. Um, you know, United kind of had the blinders pulled on them. You know, hanging around the title race still, but, you know, being first for a good bit of January, the whole yeah. time the window's open, you know, United is right there. And so, you know, of course, they'll jump on that and say, well, hey, we don't need to sign anyone. You look at last year when Pogba and McTominay were hurt and we couldn't, United couldn't score a goal to save their lives, they had to bring in Bruno. This season, it's like, oh, well, we're right there. Even though there are issues... And there were issues before the season started. We've just been fortunate. Uh, United's just been fortunate. Same thing. And and Liverpool, to me, is the, the biggest one because it's it's very new for them um, in terms of uh, this ownership struggling and not actually pouncing on, uh, on on an issue that needs to be resolved. We've got 50 seconds, not even 45. Well, um, I agree. Um, Liverpool have, have agreed just now to sign uh, Ben Davies from Preston for £2 million, which backs up your point perfectly, you know, there's centre-backs out there that we could have bought European pedigree ones, um, and this is not this is not the one that we wanted. No, £20 million pounds could have been, you, you could have found something. Again, you know, yeah. I, I was thinking this, uh, for, especially, especially for Premier League teams, this would have been something, uh, a window to take advantage of, but alas, here we are. Okay, guys, uh, we will be back on Wednesday night with Michael Holder for the review preview and all that jazz. Take care.